When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Good morning. Woo, we did it again, guys. We're champions. Happy Friday. Welcome we've to done the Donna whole and Steve Show. A whole bunch of weeks in a row we've done it. I know. Like, I feel like for a few Friday. years we've done this. It's amazing. So proud of us. I'm proud of us too, Steve. Hey, Dawn. Hi. Hey, girl. Hey. hey. How was the morning show, Dawn? We want to be mindful of um, uh, your you know? other commitments. Okay, we went into a situation where there's this turkey gate thing, and oh, mm-hmm. you might want to throw it in as a just to try to figure out the mystery. Apparently, there's a frozen turkey mm-hmm. in the freezer oh, here at yeah. Hubbard, and nobody knows who it belongs to. It also was leaking juices. Oh, turkey juice. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. it was ba- apparently thawed. And then mm. refrozen. refrozen, probably. But where did it come from? And we were blamed. I'm just saying. Oh, no. By Cobra? Yeah, so we had to get oh Bradley on the phone uh-huh. and B. Arthur. Yeah. Can I tell you who I feel bad for? Yeah. The turkey. Tell the us turkey. why, Donna. Because I feel like it lost its life in vain. That it, thing's going to end up in the garbage. That's right. Yeah. It died for nothing. Yeah, it makes me real sad. Well, wouldn't you hate to? Look, this is a work refrigerator we're talking about. Some 15-pound turkey. Wouldn't you hate to get behind that person in line at the office microwave? Yes. I do have a theory, because let me tell you, I have done a Costco run where I picked up stuff for a friend, okay. right? This yeah. is not my turkey. I will start by saying that. I have nothing to do with this turkey. But I don't think it's as bizarre as Colleen and Bradley are making it. Like, So I have picked up groceries for a friend before who lives not too far from the station. So I would bring them into work in a cooler, put them in the free, put the stuff in the freezer and then went, listen. And then when I'd leave for work, I would go grab it and drop off the groceries. Let me tell you what the office fridge is not. It's not like some Salvation Army setup of I'm helping my friends. God love you and the good work that you want to do for your buddies. But that office fridge, the office fridge is for office food that you're eating that day or maybe you have creamer that you want to use that week in your coffee oh oh now you're you're making exceptions i see okay i'm just saying this is not for oh hey does anybody need me to grab something i have fridge space at work that i can use (laughs) you leave this turkey at home you leave your friends groceries you pick them up on the way to your friends you don't use up office fridge space i'm gonna bet have you been? Have you been? Con- I don't want to say convicted. I know you're our juror, our resident juror, ah, and legal. 12, thank you. Okay, but have you been uh, involved in any fridge 
conversations at work before where people have asked about your behavior? I plead the fifth. Donna Valentine. Not my behavior. It's someone else's behavior, and I can't talk about it because it was way too traumatic and has left lasting um, lasting scars. Okay? And we're not going to talk okay. about All right, it. Okay. Oh my Let me just say this, if I may, regarding the turkey situation. Cobra's right, and you're wrong. Donna, I'm that not is saying a, it's right. I'm saying there's a possibility that somebody did was doing this for a friend and screwed up. I know. That being said, it is as weird as they're making it out to be. I haven't even heard them talk about it, and I already know that a, a giant yes, juice leaking <laughs> turkey in the fridge is it, weird. The freezer. Whatever. Did we have a meat raffle here, maybe? <laughs> If so, we didn't get in on it, just like they used to have mid-morning meetings where they would stuff their face with donuts. And guess who was on the air shoveling coal into the oven? Oh. Sorry. I'm sorry I lost my Shoveling coal coal into the oven. That's funny. It reminds me of my dad. We had a house heated Oh, yeah, because you guys had an old-timey. Oh, my uh, gosh. We heated our house with coal. And you Um, didn't have a dishwasher? or No dishwasher, uh, no microwave. Mm -mm. Yeah. No dryer. Mm-mm. Listen, we were simple folk. Now look at you now talking <laughs> about you. stolen turkeys and freezers. <laughs> all, all sophisticated. I, somebody has had to have gotten wind of this investigation, and they could be in hiding right now or in witness protection. B. Arthur thinks it's Julia. <laughs> that uh, Julia went shopping before her shift, put the turkey in there around. I said it's been there since Thanksgiving. Yeah. Not a you bad theory. So? And that she but forgot. Who's single around here other than me? What's the weight of the turkey? Is it a big turkey? It's a big turkey. Oh, is it just it's, a breast? It's, it's the breast, but it looks like a small turkey. It's football size. Yeah, okay. Like six pounds or something? Yeah. I bet you <sighs> if you ate turkey. that thing right now, you would RIP. Yeah, I, I think so. That's right. I'm pretty so. sure there's poison in it now. I'm going to have to go look at this thing. Yeah, go you check, can see it on you Bradley's Insta, uh, uh, Twitter. Okay. He did a little video. During the commercial break, Donna, you could walk down there. I'll do some stuff. You walk down there, get your eyeballs on it, because I know as a juror, two-time, you want to see the evidence for yourself. Let me tell you, this could have been me discovering this body in the freezer. <laughs> Because Bradley said to me, I think it was yesterday, he said, oh, Donna, can you do me a favor? And I said, sure. And he's like, oh, never mind. I'll just do it. He wanted me to go get him some ice. That's when he made the gruesome discovery. Yeah, because he ended up doing it himself. There's a juice icicle in there, too. Oh, so so there's like a turkey juice trail that's now formed as ice. Yeah. So that's going to require cleaning. There's going to be. Like and a, like an could ice we get Grant to eat it for like I don't know fifty dollars? I do think that that's a salmonella situation. Yeah, I know we can't it's been in that. the freezer. I know it's been in the freezer. <laughs> we can't do that, but if we have to do that, it should be with Grant. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know because he's so willing to do anything. Yes. Yeah. Who else on the staff would we be able to convince? DJ Rock Lobster after a few drinks, maybe. But Grant, <laughs> Grant would do it happily yeah. right now if you ask him because he's just so agreeable. You'd be like, do you want me to help? Is there anything I can help you with? Every day. He's I know, just he's so sweet. The sweetest he person. He's such a nice guy. Uh, oh, yes. Meanwhile, a little bit of entertainment news coming off of Turkey Duck. 
James Corden, two talk show things. James Corden announces that he's leaving the Late Late Show. He's going to do one more year of it, and then he's going to walk away. He said he never thought that this would be the forever job. Yeah, he always I get that. thought this would just be it for a season, and then he would move on. So he's already overstayed what he thought. He thought he would do five years and leave. And so he's already uh, overstayed that. So we got one more year with James Corden. And then on the daytime side of it, Ellen DeGeneres put out an Instagram message after she officially taped her final show, which will be airing in May. Oh, wow. Uh, but the final Ellen show wow. has been taped and produced as well. How That's about that? That snuck up on us. Yeah. Can I, I ask you, how many, how many years has James Corden been with the show? I think that he joined the show. Let me look this up. I think he joined the show in 2014. Wow. Okay. So he signed another contract for a year, so it'll be nine mm-hmm. years. Okay. Okay, yeah, that sounds about right. All right. He'll, he'll probably just go do movies or sitcoms or he something. Yes, I had a yeah. long history before this in England yeah. of being a writer and a great actor, producer. Like, Yeah, he can famous, do Broadway, famous. all of it. Yeah. 2015 is when James Corden started. Wow. You know what's nice too when you do the one year like, hey, I'm going to be leaving in a year. Mm-hmm. You, you, it's just such a great choice to make for him because now it's going to be a farewell tour of people will lean in a little bit more when it's time for who's his final carpool karaoke going to oh be with. My gosh. You know, they'll just enjoy it a little bit more, and he will enjoy it a little bit more as well. Do you think anybody's watching his show from start to finish, or you think they're just getting clips on? YouTube. And... I think there's a lot of clip watching, but people, you know, there's still some group of people in the millions that watch these shows, um, according to the rating systems. But I think, yeah, a lot of folks just grab. I've never watched a full episode of The Late Late Show with James Corden, but I've watched many a carpool karaoke on YouTube. And there you go. You just answered. Okay. Uh, we've got a few things to make you go, huh, to wake your brain up. Okay. Do you know the late night talk show host who was originally a computer science major? Mm. I bet it's not who you're thinking. And these two actors, movie trivia, these two actors have been in four movies together, never on screen at the same time. Mm. What two actors have been in four movies together, but never on screen at the same time? Can you figure that out? We'll tell you when we come back, Don and Steve, on my talk. What should I have for lunch next Tuesday? Will there be flying cars in a few years? What if aliens arrive on Earth tomorrow? Uh, Steve, Steve, you must learn to live in the present. The Y is offering group classes to help you be more mindful and live in the moment. Joined by April 30th, and enrollment is just 15 bucks with 10% off dues till June. Wait a minute, isn't that thinking ahead? Oh, cute. Join at ymcanorth.org. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. It's where talk is fun. Thank you guys for being here this morning. I would like to wake your brain up. I gave you two little things before the break. Were you able to figure them out? Let's start with which late night talk show host was originally a computer science major? Late Since changed night? course. Okay. Yeah, just, yeah, like a late night. No, I'm not saying the late show. I'm not saying the Tonight Show. I'm just saying a late night. I'm trying to keep it broad. Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert. Donathan McLean, I want you to have an opportunity to win this as well for Pride. That's wrong. Um, I'm so mad at myself. Um, well, I was going to say Stephen Colbert. How about Samantha B? 
Ooh. Samantha B. Nice guess. Trevor oh, Noah. Wrong. Wrong. Uh, I'm going to keep guessing. I told you it would be someone. Jimmy Letterman. Jimmy Fallon. Oh. Um, what? Jimmy Fallon was originally a computer science major at the College of St. Rose in Albany, New York, huh. but switched to communications when it got too hard. That's my kind of guy. <laughs> See, I chose communications from the beginning. I knew I didn't need to transfer into communications. I knew the others weren't going to be the right fit for me. What did you guys major in college? Speech and theater arts with an emphasis or a concentration in broadcasting. Oh. Don, what did you uh, major in college? Theater performance. Oh, wow. Look at you. Theater BFA. Wow. Bachelor of Fine Arts. Ooh. Hmm. <sighs> Minored in dance. What? Ooh, and a minor, too. Done. What? You minored in dance? Yeah. I had to take so many dance classes for theater because it was a musical theater program. That oh. I'm like, I might as well just go another year. I want to see some of, the, some of these moves. Oh, my God. You know, thank you guys for asking. <laughs> Okay. I was a communications major with an emphasis in media studies. Oh. I had a I had a cognate in theater, and I'm trying to look at what it. Every time I say cognate, everyone's like, "What does that mean?" Mm. Uh, one of the definitions is related or connected. The way that I view a cognate is it was like a minor minor, mm. a mini minor. Mm-hmm. So you didn't have enough credits to get a minor, but they gave it a different term, which I guess in my case was a cognate. Thank you for asking. Seriously, that's actually awesome well. We were going were to. Yeah, you're just, just going to take a yeah. second. I was thinking about myself a little bit, and then I I was thinking about Dawn too. You should do a dance for us, Dawn. <laughs> I know. I want to so, see some of those. Moves. Sort of like, I refuse to do the Hannah dance that she's trying to get us to uh, do. What's going on? Why is everybody so too. upset about the gritty? I yeah, I'm not doing it. Hannah walked in yesterday and, she's and wants us to do upset. the gritty, which is the Justin Jefferson. Uh, Minnesota Vikings receiver. He sort of created this dance. It was a touchdown celebration. Now it's on Fortnite, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> anyway, she then was like, hey, you guys are going to do this. So me, you know, Dance Monkey Dance, I was just immediately like, okay, great. How do we do this? Donna I'm sure she, took I'm a sure hard line. It. I don't know, but Donna was morally, it seemed, opposed to being forced into this. As she always says, I got into radio for a reason. I don't want to have to make sure my hair is good, the makeup is fine, I don't want to dance when you tell me to dance. Lighting, all that stuff. She wasn't feeling it. Dawn, uh, you apparently weren't either. No. Did you, did you do it, Donna? Sort of. <sighs> yeah. Turned she into a hoedown. Anyway, <laughs> I just... Yeah. Started as a hoedown. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And finish the same exact way. These two actors have been in four movies together, never on screen at the same time. First, before I give you hints of which movies they were in, okay, I will ask if any two actors happen to come to mind, if you happen to have a guess. 
Four movies together, never on screen at the same time. Shoot. That's too hard, Steve. Right, uh, I'm going to say Brad Pitt and Justin Thoreau, because they okay. both had relationships with Jennifer Aniston, and that would be interesting. Hmm. Interesting, though incorrect. <laughs> I will give you one of the movies that they it, were in are together. Are they comedic? They can be. Okay. One of the movies was Next Stop, Greenwich Village. Another movie was Annie Hall. Okay, that's okay. helpful. Woody Allen. Another was The Sentinel. And another was Man of the Year. Okay, so, so basically most of the movies that no one saw, except Diane. for Annie Hall. Annie Hall. Yeah. Diane Keaton and is it a female or a male? They are males. Both males. Two males. Both. Son oh, of a man. Uh, Woody I... Allen and... Okay, all right. All right. Look, just up. to stretch this it's out so a little hard. bit more, I'm, but I'm going to tell you one of them. Both of these actors are known for how they deliver lines. They have a unique okay. way Chris Nicholas of walking. Cage. Walken <laughs> and, and Al Pacino. No, think uh, in the same way that Walken, you never know where he's going to add inflection and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my first time That's trying a Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Oh, I never oh, would Jeff have gotten Goldblum. that. Oh, I gosh. love him too. Jeff Goldblum and Christopher Walken been in four movies together, never on screen at the same time. Next stop, Greenwich Village, Annie Hall, The Sentinel, and Man of the Year. Wow. Mm. I didn't know Jeff Goldblum was in Annie Hall. Wow. <laughs> Oddly, they never met. Walken was until, hilarious. Until they randomly stopped next to each other at the same red light in Los Angeles a few years ago. Christopher Walken turned 79 last month. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask Donna, since we sort of set the table for this, no. to do a real quick. Do your walking real right, quick. Um, I already did my gold loop. <clears throat> we need more cowbell. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. All right. Bye now. See you guys. No. Hey, wait. Please <laughs> don't leave me. We'll come back. I will tell you why Benedict Cumberbatch is a super cool human being. Got that on the way. Oh, John saw a movie that I'm dying to hear about. And that's all we're going to get to, I'm sure. Oh, I can't take wait. up all the time. No, you have to. I want to hear all about this movie. All that coming up next on my Talk 1071. Don't go away. Good morning. Welcome back. Happy Friday. You're listening to Donna and Steve on my Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Producer Don McLean hanging with us as well. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. So, um, this is really cool. Benedict Cumberbatch, I guess, is going to host a family of Ukraine refugees. What? Yes. They're going to host this this family. They haven't arrived yet, but they at least made, they made it out of Ukraine. And um, Benedict Cumberbatch is able to monitor like their journey. He said, without giving away too much information, he said, sadly, they're undergoing some medical treatment and he wants to give them stability after all the turmoil they've experienced. And he said, that's going to be within my home. Wow. He's working with a charity called Refugees at Home, he said, which is a great gateway to the government scheme, but also to offering further and wider support that's needed for the psychological trauma that 
a lot of these people are suffering from. So I just think that's great. He's also helping financially with housing costs um, for extended Ukrainian families of UK citizens. So I just thought that was really nice. And I'm sure this isn't something that he's just, you know, taking it at an ad out and saying, hey, everybody, look what I'm doing. Right. I'm sure somebody got wind of it and then he was asked about it. So maybe that will inspire other people to help. I hope. I mean, it's a beautiful story as is. I I hope that this family has a child in it who watches Marvel movies and knows that they are staying at Dr. Strange's (gasps) house. Yeah. That'd be so cool. Yes. Or the voice of the Grinch in the animated Grinch, which, Donna, I think you would like the updated animated Grinch. I'll check it out, Steve. <laughs> when? I'll put it on the list. Um, I'll do it before the end of the summer. That's nice. Interesting. You just have to remind me. Okay. All right, I great. will. Uh, a movie that you're more likely to see is a movie that Dawn saw. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. This is the Nick Cage movie about... Nick Cage. Don? Yes. Tell us everything. People okay. seem to be loving it. Did you? I loved this movie. It oh is so funny. So when you saw the tra- trailer, you were probably super excited. It got you jazzed because you're like, this is so... I've never seen the trailer. I oh, just heard haven't? about it. Yes. Me neither. Me neither. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, well, maybe I can look it up and... I'll try to find it. it. Okay. Um, so this is... <laughs> Nicolas Cage has said that he took this movie because it scared him, which I thought, good for you. You know, take a risk. It's kind of uh, a script that pokes fun at the fact that he has become an actor that isn't great anymore. Doesn't have the career he used to, and he takes projects where he's overacting. So the story is really great because he recognizes this. Um, it is so funny. Uh, Pedro Pascal, who is the Mandalorian, is the other main character. So mm. Nicolas Cage is down on his luck. He goes to a birthday party that because he's hired by Pedro Pascal, who's a huge Nicolas Cage fan, to go to Mallorca, uh. Spain and appear at his birthday party for a million dollars. OK, so he's playing a role, right? He's playing himself. Pedro Pascal. Oh, no. Pedro Pascal That's is playing I mean. a role. Okay. Nick Cage is playing himself. Nick Cage. Yes. Okay, got it. <laughs> Very interesting. Yes. So this guy, Pedro Pascal, is so in love with Nicolas Cage. It's like his biggest hero. Like he, like is, man crush or romantic? He, not crush? romantic. No, okay. he has he, he has like Steve in the Rock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Understood. exactly. Okay. All right. So tracking with you now. So it it becomes an action film. That Nicolas Cage is starring, he is in, he is actually becomes what he is in movies in real life. Wow. And they get in a situation where they have to do all of this stuff that Nicolas Cage would do in an action film. Oh my God. There is this huge plot line where they have to solve these problems. They have to, you know, escape from attackers. Nicolas Cage is. He's in the real moment, and he's doing what he does in movies, which is be very dramatic. And Pedro Pascal is matching that. Oh, my God. So you see him being this big Nicolas Cage-type character. They're screaming at each other, and it's like the inflection is all different, and he's doing weird gestures, and it's like, we've got to get out of here. Oh, my God, it sounds really clever. So it's not just that, though. There's an interesting storyline going on where Tiffany Haddish comes into the story. Um, oh. Right. 
So the CIA becomes involved. It is crazy. Whose movie is this? Who who directed it? It's a guy who was the head writer and creator of Ghosted, which is a TV show that didn't really have many seasons. It had, um, uh, oh, a dude from The Office that I can't remember his name in Parks and Rec. I think he was in that as well. And um, uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. African-American guy. Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson. So you know the show I'm talking about, Ghosted? Okay, anyway. All right. So basically, this guy doesn't have a lot of credits. So he wrote this amazing script, and the only way it can get done is is if Nicolas Cage Cage agrees agrees. to do it. And he did it because he said it scared him. And I think it was to be humble enough to go, people think this about me. Because that is what's played out in the movie. Yeah, why not just play and it so up, right? He, so another great part of this film is that a young Nicolas Cage, he only sees him. So he appears to <laughs> Nicolas Cage, and he's basically like, they've done great technology on this, oh, this cool. guy. So somebody That's has stepped clever. in to play the body part. So anyway, he's always like, come on, man, what are you doing? Like beating him up for not doing great choices in his career. Then he's in the plot line. He's in like he's screaming at him. It's just hysterical. And I think you should see it at Alamo because Alamo is great about I'm not doing an endorsement for Alamo, but they are really good about taking a movie and whatever the film theme is, everything before they show cuts of old movies that relate to that theme. Oh, cute. So it was all Nicolas Cage movie cuts where he's being overacting and ridiculous. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. So you get to see him freaking out in all these bad roles before you see the film. Can we le- listen to a little bit of the trailer? I sure. Oh, you did? Okay, mm-hmm. sure. Let me see. Ooh. Here's okay. the... Oh, it's in bright yellow. Thank you, Donna. You're welcome. Um, okay. Here we go. Hopefully there's You've lost some of your talent as an actor? No. <laughs> what did he say? He says he loves you, but he went in a different direction. I'm done. I'm quitting acting. Tell the trades it was a tremendous... Sorry, one more time. Done. Yeah. We got another offer. It's a million bucks. It's to attend a wealthy gentleman's birthday party. I would never do that. It's the easiest gig ever. You play yourself. What do we know about this guy anyway? Is he into something strange? Like he's gonna... Okay, Okay. that part I know is dirty, too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you get the vibe for it. Anyway, yeah, uh, for any of you streaming, apologize for that. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, so that's what it's about. It's hilarious. Okay. Go see it. Okay. Did you guys you know, see... Go ahead, Steve. I just wonder, it's... Where are we? It's April. I wonder if this movie had been released in November or yeah. October. Because the critical reception seems yeah. to be very positive. Would he have been looking at, I don't know, maybe not a an Oscar, glo- uh, but a Golden, Golden Globe. Yeah. But a Golden Globe, Shoot. possibly. Or maybe like the that. writers would be recognized, because that's pretty that's clever. Tr- it's very clever. It's yeah. It sounds really because funny, because I laughed out loud so many times. MC okay. and I both loved it. Huh. Okay, good to know. I uh, There was a movie that Nicolas Cage was in. Oh my gosh, I think we talked about this before. Not the Ghost Rider. <laughs> maybe it was. He played a twin. And his brother, I mean, one was more annoying than the other. And I, it almost infuriated me that he he was annoying me 
that yes. much. Meryl Streep was in this movie. Oh. Chris, um, oh God, Chris, great actor, character actor. Oh my gosh. Um, is that what it's called? The Ghost Rider. Don't ever see it. It's well, terrible. It, does it involve oh, a motorcycle? Because yeah. that's Ghost Rider. Nope. Yeah, and his face, does his face turn to flames? Yes, there's another it one does. where there's yes. a beehive situation. This one is about a flower. A guy writes, somebody writes a book about the this orchid. It's a very rare orchid oh. that you can only find in certain areas. And then he has to write the, the a book about it or the screenplay. And his twin brother's a writer too, oh and they're just my gosh, both so annoying. What's it? What's the movie? Uh, uh, I will tell you that Steve, much to your delight, they do yes. mention a lot. Captain Corielli's mandolin. Oh, they yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> That's really because, great because Pedro Pascal talks about all these bad movies and he quotes them and it's wants him Thank to do you. scenes. It's then that makes me feel better about having spoken about that several times on air. If Nick Cage agrees, essentially, as well, or at least acknowledges the reception to it. Adaptation. Oh, Adaptation. Yes. <laughs> oh, <Okay>. my <laughs> gosh. It was so annoying. Like, so oh. annoying. Even Meryl Streep was a little annoying in it. Wow. And Chris Cooper was the other person okay, I was thinking Chris about. Cooper. Yay, all we right. solved all the problems. Yay, why right. do we have phones ringing? What do you think they oh want? Oh, my gosh, I don't know. Yeah. Should oh, we goot and talk, Steve? Uh, yeah, we got time to goot and tug one. Yeah, danger, cold call. danger. Okay. Uh, cold call on the old Donna and Steve show. Uh, goot and tug, good morning. You're on. <laughs> did they, they hang up? Hang up again. <laughs> I they, mean. Oh, sorry, it rings a lot. We're that's funny. doing they things. They do that. They yeah, know that talking. it hurts us when yeah. that happens, and that's why that's they do funny. that. That's funny. That's really funny. It's probably someone like uh, Phil, the unpaid intern. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Lord. All right, we got to go. Right. Uh, we're going to come back, though. Uh, thank you for that movie review, John. Yes. Uh, when we come back, if you see something, you should say something. Um, Jeopardy is in trouble for how they introed a contestant recently. Uh, we'll get to that. And Steve wants to know... When are they naming a host? Hello. Hello. It's been a while. We'll dig into that and why the Grammy Museum is being blasted. Who did they leave out of an exhibit? We'll get into that when we return. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk. Good morning. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Hey, guys. I'm Steve. Hey. I'm Donna. That's fun. Thanks. That's Dawn. Hi. Hey, girl. Hey. Are we done? We're done. <laughs> okay, bye. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. <laughs> oh, where to begin? Oh, yeah, Jeopardy's in trouble. Hmm? It's in Jeopardy. Hmm? Uh, that's good, Don. Bye. Who is in Jeopardy? Oh. Baby. Remember that one, Steve? No, but did you do karaoke a lot in a previous time in your life? <laughs> no. Okay. Our, you know, it's just it's, it reminds me of the song, Our Love's in Jeopardy. People. Everything oh. can have a song, yep. right, Don? Oh, yes, yeah. Don. And then Weird Al did an, a version of it, making fun of Jeopardy, the show. Yeah. Because the song was Our Love's in Jeopardy. Probably by Loverboy or somebody like that. 
Anyway, I digress. Uh, NBC News is under fire for a tweet about the current Jeopardy champion, Matea Roach, where they described her as, quote, a 23-year-old lesbian tutor from Toronto. Oh, so, okay, so he, somebody pointed out how absurd the wording was. Like, what on earth is a lesbian tutor? You mean she helps people become better lesbians? <laughs> and they said, be better, NBC News. Matea, what, so, go okay. ahead. No, I'm just curious. Maybe you're about to say this. Like, what information did the contestant? <laughs> Not that. Give, okay. The contestant has never mentioned her sexuality on the show. Oh, no my way. gosh. NBC got that info from her Twitter account. Uh, really? And would they ever say the current winner, Josiah, a straight male. Right. A, hetero, a heterosexual, heterosexual tutor. professor of history. <laughs> a heterosexual tutor. <laughs> Just please. Like, what are you doing? Why would you put someone's sexuality oh. in just a headline? Like, that makes any difference to... <laughs> right, oh, anything. It's just the... so brood. I wonder... I'm not going to wonder. I just... I can't imagine somebody who's been working there for any length of time would do that. I, you know, like, all of a sudden I'm thinking, oh, maybe it was an intern who's, like, you know, real progressive and thinks... It's okay to share who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe looking at it from a different angle. I don't know. I'm lost. I just it's it's wrong. No <laughs> it matter. It feels what. a little weird to lead with. You know, like if uh, if Ken Jennings or Mayim Bialik, if if that comes up as they talk with them as they go through and say, "Hey, let's meet our next contestant. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself." That seems like a more um, reasonable place for right. them to share information about their personal life. Yeah. Where, but the, even then, it's the title like, of. I'm not going to like go on the air and tell you who I sleep with. Do you know what I mean? It's... Or who I'm attracted to? No, what but does I that mean, have to like, do with anything? I, I, no, I, I totally hear that. That's you're right. Yeah. But if it's in that part, then you know you'll have Jim who's like, 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 "Oh, I'm, I'm here." Tutor. <laughs> yeah, the word, the phrasing, <laughs> super, super weird. Like that could not have been read aloud of like, hey, you know what? Can I read this out loud to you? Out loud? I just want to make sure this sounds okay. <laughs> right. I, ha- I have Tina, a lesbian tutor from New Hampshire. Is that good? <laughs> a lesbian tutor. That's very bizarre. Okay. I don't now, know. Now, I have a question. Okay. When's Jeopardy going to name a host? Steve, that's a great question. How long has it been now? A year? Yeah, I don't it's even It's been about a year anymore. and a half since uh, Alex Trebek passed away. That was November of 2020 from stage four pancreatic cancer. So we're a year and a half removed from that. Then, of course, famously, infamously, uh, they hired Mike Richards, executive producer of the show, who would then hosted one show and was relieved of his duties due to some previous uh, allegations, uh, not some, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Misconduct sure. claims, things mm-hmm. like that, that had sort of popped up. Um, and so anyway, he then goes away he had said something on a podcast apparently not a great work environment this bubbles up and jeopardy says all right fine we're moving in a different direction now ken jennings and mayan bialik have both been hosting they've been sharing hosting duties and we're just waiting to find out who is actually going to get the job that's a great question 
I don't um, know when. Well, you know, and they're also, people are also wondering, they said, I just found this article that says, Ken Jennings is being, the announcer is introducing, like, Ken Jennings by saying, and now hosting Jeopardy, Ken Jennings. And then when Mayim Bialik comes out to greet contestants, everyone hears, and now here's the host of Jeopardy, Mayim Bialik. But that's because she has already been hired For those, by Jeopardy okay. to do primetime shows, College some type. tournament things, and some of their online stuff. So she's already an official hire okay. of Jeopardy. So I think that that debunks that. By the way, Mayim Bialik was... Uh, in a recent interview, look, this came out a few months ago, but it's, uh, oh no, no, this, this interview actually did just drop. Oh gosh, today, oh, uh, within it, they have a, they have a video it. from a few months ago, but it was cool because she's talking about some behind the scenes stuff, which I always find fascinating. For instance, she said, we sometimes shut down while shooting Jeopardy for close to an hour over one decision. Really? So you don't see that. You just see like, oh, they rule on this. But any episode where we correct someone's score, like the judges have ruled that mahogany is also an acceptable tree that begins with an M or whatever it is, it usually means that we have shut down for about an hour, even though viewers at home see it as, you know, a two second thing where they have a decision. She said there's a lawyer on set all day, every day from their standards and practices because it's a game show where they're giving out money. And she said, imagine, like, you're a lawyer, you go to law school, and then you get placed on Jeopardy. Yeah, right. You know, pretty cool. And they, she has a light that is will go green or red when contestants give an answer. Oh, that's a relief. And so that allows her to have that, especially if they give a tricky answer that could go either way. Uh, maybe the phrasing is a little bit weird. Then she has a little light that will quickly tell her. If it is a correct answer or incorrect oh, answer. Oh, that's great. That okay. What's that like to go to a taping then? <clears throat> Boy, if they just shut down for an hour. Yeah. I'd be like, okay. And I just maybe go multiple the... times? That would be a drag. But I doubt it happens that often, my guess, because, you know, they shoot multiple episodes every day. And so if that was happening every day, yeah. that would get... Uh, Tedious. Yes. They should bring in a manicurist. Just do people. Yes, massage. Yeah, massage yes. yes. chair. Guys. chair. Oh, We've catered this. I love it. Steve, does this make you want to go to the mall today? Yes, it does. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. If I was oh. hunched over right now in a chair, and then if midway through, without asking my permission, as they just make a little cupping motion with their hands, and then. <clears throat> push into my back and I just hear it go oh Oh, how much is what's the cost 20 you get like $20 for 15 yeah it's usually like 12 bucks for 10 minutes 17 for 15 you know that kind of a thing oh my gosh it's just a little more than a buck a minute it's incredible now they often will leave you in pain because they push in with a lot of pressure, but you have to be okay it. saying, hey, lighter pressure or more pressure. Then they'll do a full like scalp massage situation. They'll do stuff on my ears where they're like pulling down. You know, your ears. Wow. Pretty sensitive place, man. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. You should have Dawn massage your ears if you're comfortable with that during the break. <laughs> I don't think so. But then, oh, no. Yeah. That's weird, Steve. We're running out of time. <laughs> yeah, what about what our other story, do? Donna? What are we gonna Let's do? say that it's music news. Yeah, but I got a bigger story than the one that I was thinking about doing. And it has to do with a new documentary on 
the Astroworld tragic concert with Travis Scott. A little controversy there. There's a documentary out today, only in one area of the country. Tell you about it after DJ Rock Lobster's Dirt Alert. Coming up next on my talk. Okay, I recovered. Kinda. Woo!